Hello and welcome to episode 45. It's Emmanuel Shu in San Francisco again and me, Jan Wurschel in Singapore. And we have a very special episode. We've made it finally to 5,000 subscribers and I think it's been almost a year now that we're doing this podcast and we thought it would be great to do like a little bit of a special. So we actually asked you guys over the last week to send us your most uh, burning questions that you have um, and we will try our best to answer all of those. So we collected quite a few and, and thank you to everyone who sent us the questions. Um, it is, it, there are far too many questions to go through all of them and it would take us like five hours to, to do that. So um, we will, we kind of group the questions and we kind of um, put questions together that kind of sounded the same or well, going to the same point and um we'll see we'll see we'll try to we'll we'll try to get to most of them um and um yeah let's get started so um first we'll we'll have some really light questions talking about or asking questions about the podcast and um people were curious uh, very curious in terms of um what we actually like about doing the podcast and and kind of what our favorite episodes are do you have any do you have any thoughts on that Emmanuel? yeah well i mean i, I don't know i i, I uh, well the whole point of the podcast was trying to uh i think initially to demystify the industry and all that but i think it, it kind of kind of turned into something a little bit more uh touching on inspiration and mental health and you know all these deep sort of i think a little deeper issues which i i think are great and uh, hopefully uh, it has helped people. And, and I, I certainly really enjoy the ones that we actually get kind of deep in, you know, like that, that's my favorite. I mean, I, it's not like one single episode, but I, I, I really like, like talking to guests that can go deep and talk about, you know, like things that happen, like with Coley was great, mm. you know, like when he, you know, shared with us, you know, sort of, you know, what, alcoholism is and 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 how it affected people uh in the industry uh i stuff like that i love so i mean you know sharing uh one of the big parts is is getting feedback when um like like the two old episode and stuff that it's really sort of helped people realize hey i can still do this uh even you know at whatever age you know th that kind of thing those i really like so yeah i mean that that's some of my favorites what about yours yeah, I don't. I mean, what I like about the podcast, yeah, I think it, initially I had all these ideas about like, oh, I wanted to do this and I wanted to discuss this, and only to realize that um, well, it, it was it was it was a nice discovery process over the last year to kind of hear or see what resonated with people, and 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 I mean, one of the it, it's always a bit of a gamble to see which episode really strongly resonate with the audience and 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 that kind of discovery process was one of the big surprises and learning experience over the over the year i i wanted to talk all mm. about like technical stuff and business and that kind of thing only to realize that yeah the mental aspect is what uh the mental struggles and 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 what does it mean to be an artist and all these kind of things and and hearing from guests about their struggles and that they have sometimes very different challenges or sometimes very similar kind of challenges than like compared to what we 
have been going through and and what we're going through right now so that was that was really really great and um favorite episodes yeah i don't i don't necessarily i think anisa's episode was was really great um i think yeah the the two old one is like uh, i think our all-time favorite um who would have thought that 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 became our most watched episode right so um but yeah the the thing i yeah, enjoy the amazing, most the, the thing i enjoy the most i think is is the the messages and the emails the comments that we get from people and and um that that really talk about and we, i just got another one and and then how how people really like the content that that we put out and how it really has helped them to understand better what they do and and uh, even even like veterans of like 10 20 years reach out and, and and say how much it helped them and they wish they had this kind of podcast when they would have started out so um that, that that's been really great that's been really great yeah that's very encouraging and uh but but you know i, I also saw a question like we could just segue quickly off of that was mm. what are some of the you know episodes that that we thought would do better <laughs> uh because this, you know like I, I mean we we talked about this and i was like mm. wow i mean like like uh uh some of the you know you never know which ones are gonna you know like more people are going to resonate with and less uh, some are less but i mean it, we were just talking about the, the latest one remember the uh um uh, the lawyer yeah uh, yeah yeah that was we were like oh my god it's like <laughs> thought it was going to be like a total information and you know people would love it but man it's weird yeah 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 <laughs> it's it's really it's really a mystery and and for for some of the episodes where i'm like taking so many notes and i feel like oh there's so much in there nobody watches them and and i don't i don't get it i mean i i guess people people click on the thumbnail or they 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 if they if if there's somebody i guess you're slipping on the thumbnail, man you're slipping your thumbnail skills yeah. are slipping if there's somebody on the thumbnail that they don't think is interesting that they don't know then they don't click on it even though it's like so full of information and and i think the um the 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 episode about about the copyright laws is so crucial for people to understand and and uh, i think that's that's really underrated and i mean there've there've been some like really great guests that we've been talking to and i'm like people need to watch this more right like th what i what i find the funniest out of everything is that i think about half of the questions that we got i'm like hey we did an episode about that like why don't you watch that oh, it's yeah, like yeah, 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 oh yeah. can you can you tell me about rates and i'm like dude we did a rates episode it's like can you talk me can you tell me about freelance and i'm like dude we did like so many things about like or like the question oh what should, what are the big mistakes i mean like hey we did an episode about what not to do where we go through all our mistakes and i'm like ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, but it's hard you know i mean like honestly what is this 45? Mm, 45 like like you know you can't expect everybody to to remember all 45 episodes and yes some they of should them they probably <laughs> <laughs> they probably just you know they've just been listening here and there and i think whatever catches their attention but yeah no, but no, yeah no, i mean if it's got anything to do with that kind of stuff we probably have covered it <laughs> to some degree um, right but it's great it's yeah. good to know anyway and is there and so t just uh, just one more thing i mean talking about like if if you could invite anybody that one person if you could invite anybody and, and zachary berger was asking that 
uh who would it be who would be your dream guest you tell me yours what what, what do you mean uh, you for <laughs> um <laughs> thinking about it i would be ah oh, that's difficult that is really I, difficult i think you know i'll i'll, I'll lead it off yeah, i mean I, i i don't know that first of all i i mean personally for me i don't think that I mean, we've talked enough about, you know, like what guests should we have on? And I think we're very, very careful about who we want to bring on because we want to make sure it's somebody that that can bring a lot of value, not just high profile. Right. I mean, but somebody interesting. Mm. Um, and I find that that is actually really hard to find, uh, you know, I, I mean, so it wouldn't, you know, when it comes to like dream guests, you know, of course, it would be people that have, you know, like big accomplishments right mm. i mean we talked about getting uh simon uh stalin stalin hog was it his last name oh yeah, yeah the swedish guy yeah yeah because just be for the fact of you know being able to be an illustrator and then do a kickstarter and then go to you know make your own tv series i think that's very interesting you know uh to for me at least mm. Uh, so we agreed on that. But I mean, I think there are a lot of, uh, you know, cinematographers and filmmakers that are also really interesting. There's just so many people. Um, I don't know that for me, there's like this one person. Mm. Was, was there like one for you? But you're like, ah, man, I gotta, I really want to get that person on. Gandhi, I don't know. I have no idea. No, you uh, talked about David, uh, what, what was uh, the, that director? Oh, David Fincher? Uh, yeah, that would be great. No, 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 not no? David Fincher, the Shazam guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, David Sandberg. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to get him on. I love, I love his story and I love his YouTube channel. So I don't know if he's listening or if anybody who works with him is listening. It would be great if you get him on. I, I, I love his story and I love his, his, uh, his attitude, his personality. So... That would be somebody great, but yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take David Fincher as well, if if he has time. I don't know. Anybody <laughs> knows him, hook us up. Exactly. So okay. okay that, anyway, let's move on. That was that was a little bit about the podcast itself. Um, there's of course a lot of questions about. Um, well, there was a question: Who creates the awesome thumbnails? And that's that that stays hidden. Okay. Uh, nobody <laughs> look everybody knows man. <laughs> yeah. i already wrote a million times yeah like jan and i like just as an antidote i mean jan and I, i i remember there was a time when i tried to take that away a little bit and and it did not go well <laughs> um because jan had already started with the thumbnails which i love and and i was like oh here you know like why don't we use this thumbnail that i made for the sparth episode and you're like no 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 no, 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 no." and then in the end i'm like you know what you're in charge (laughs) done gave up never again you do it (laughs) and uh yeah so jan is responsible uh and you know it's awesome i love it (laughs) great cool so let's go a little bit into like career stuff and um i think um there, there were questions about um Which I which I thought were interesting about um, um, a little bit about freelancing and and I think people who are just starting out, people um, or who want to switch careers, um, they were asking like so so how do I become a freelancer? How do I kickstart that? Because I guess it, it sounds amazing that you just work from home and you work on all this great stuff, but I mean 
just to just to not dwell on it too long because i think we've touched on this subject um, um a couple of times like if somebody let, let, okay let's 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 set the expectation that you your your best shot at this is becoming a freelancer because you live in a you live in a in a country where there are just no studios or you can't afford to move or you you have no choice because uh, x y and z and and freelancing is what you what you want to do and and do you have any like i don't know top three or top advice for for somebody who wants to start freelancing in in this industry well i can only really uh sort of speak to what happened to me mm. which you know i went from a studio job to freelancing and and for me i would say uh uh you know, providing that your work is solid, mm. right, which needs to be. Mm. Uh, I think it's uh, exposure is important. So people need to know about you. Mm. Uh, that, you know, that's that's a really, you know, important way for people to start being able to see your work and be able to hire you. I, I can just say for an example, like uh, like Marceau uh, is the person that I mentored. Um, and I said, okay, well, you know, put it up make sure that you know you're strategic with your social media uh and put it up on our station and uh and get you know people to sh you know share it uh and like within i think he did that project and within not even within a month he already was getting job offers uh to work as a freelancer so i think you know it's getting your work out there however you can uh you know that that would be my biggest thing i would say just make sure that you uh, really know and, and don't you know one of the biggest things was because I remember talking to him was take down the work that's not really successful you just make sure you show your best work put it up there make sure people can see it uh, and uh, that would be the, the the biggest thing to for me to say you know that's how how you would start getting I mean I assume it's about getting jobs as a freelancer yeah right? yeah, yeah, yeah I mean that's that's the number one thing for me. I mean, you could be in anywhere. It wouldn't matter. Um, and as long as your work, people see your work, that's the only yeah, way to yeah. do it. And, and of course you can also um, like, I mean, I didn't actually, I mean, I didn't do anything to, to help him on that particular. Mm. Uh, but I mean, you know, if sometimes when you do take classes uh, with uh, people that have connections, if your work is really good, they can also help you out um, you know there's all you know social media for me that's the only way really i mean you're not going to send in your reel anymore <laughs> yeah definitely um, definitely yeah that's i what, think that's yeah, a you? good good number one point that do great work and and uh, make make sure you you share it properly everywhere don't be picky mm -hmm. about where and like i don't like instagram just share it every any way you can people need to see it if they don't know about you they can't hire you um and and I mean that would also be my number one. But another thing to to um, recommend, I think uh, you need to realize that um, I think as much as you need to be a good artist, uh, technically and and stylistically good, you also need to be a good um, businessman. You need to be a good salesperson. You need to be good at marketing and admin. Um, and I, I think just keeping keeping being organized and keeping track of your finances like I would if, if there's any way you can 
do not start freelancing if your bank account is empty um, have have savings that you can and that you can at least carry yourself six months into the future without having to compromise. Uh, I mean, you need to maybe find a way to to really figure out how much do I need to live. And and there might be sometimes times where you need to compromise on. You can't buy every PlayStation game. You can't uh, go out to the cinema. I mean, okay, in normal times you can't do all this all the time. You need to cut back at certain. Um, aspects but i think keeping tight track of of uh, how much you have how much you need um, is crucial so you don't get tempted by shitty jobs that you don't want to do um, and so you keep at least a little bit control over the kind of jobs you really want to do and and that help your career going forward um, and and that that would be my my recommendation for the for that um yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, and, and definitely for that question, I think, you know, a lot of the episodes really do cover like rates, uh, yeah, you know, definitely. how freelancers should should be charging. And, you know, like you said, being careful of, you know, net 30 and how long when do you mm. actually get paid yeah, that's and all that important. kind of stuff. So, you know, just check it out and, you know, look at our portfolio episodes for, you know, more portfolio advice, you know, and that applies to anything, really. Right, right, um, right. But I, you know, yeah, that would be a simple answer would be that yeah. yeah exactly no that's good that's good and then th there were some questions of people that that kind of want to maybe switch from a different industry or, or had questions about a specific thing so there was one question from from victor and he was asking is it possible uh to only do kind of fantasy illustrations in, in this day and age. He sees a lot of like concept art and, and 3D modeling and I guess like a lot of Blender and this and that. Um, do, do you feel like it's it's worth, like would you recommend somebody to, to just go all out into that, into that one niche thing or what, what's your take on that? Well, you know, I've, I've always been a big proponent of the, the one knife, sharpen mm. that one knife mm. kind of guy. That's me because I feel like you can do three things and they'll all be okay. Mm. Uh, but the, the, the big problem is uh, if you, nowadays, if you want to get noticed and you put your stuff up on our station, like we said about the freelancers, right? Yeah. The, well, the, the big, big problem is, um, you know... The, if your stuff is not like really ace or the best it can be because you've you know you're diving in a lot of different directions it's just going to be okay and you have so much composition so for me if you want to be a fantasy illustrator well there is a lot of jobs for that mm. i mean you know if we're talking specifically about fantasy illustration there's fantasy films there's book covers there's fantasy games so it's a it's not really that niche right it's just like saying that we do a lot of sci-fi i mean if you really look at it mm. we're really mainly in the world of sci-fi mm. and that's you know that hasn't okay. killed us right so uh but you know can we go venture into fantasy yeah i think we can venture into anything we want now because we've had so many years of sort of work experience that we can use those skills to kind of transfer into different genres but i i'd say starting out if you want to focus and say hey you know i i really love fantasy this is where my heart's at and and if you're passionate about it i don't see a problem with it i mean 
it just depends on the studio. Some studios want you to be more, you know, jack of all trades, but I prefer to be really good at one thing so that you can do the thing that you enjoy and you can kick butt doing it. Mm. That, that's me. Uh, yeah. How about you? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of thoughts about this. I mean, I agree that you should, you should really, if, if fantasy illustration is what really speaks to you, then that's what you should do. Like if, and, and, and you should give it your, your, your best stab, right? If, if dragons, castles, all that stuff, magic, if that is really um, what you want to do, then you should do it. Regardless if you think the, 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 I guess the card gaming thing, magic or any other kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, digital card games are not doing well. Um, there's always a market for kick-ass uh, 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 fantasy illustrators, I think. Now, the thing oh, is, yeah. though, right? The thing is that um, I think there's an inherent danger, but the danger doesn't come from fa fantasy or illustration. I think it, there's a danger in terms of only doing that one thing and being exposed to only one market like let's say like if you specialize only if you if you like fantasy illustrator and you only do digital card games um then you're very exposed to the ups and downs of that industry and that is dangerous um i would recommend that um try to see what else you can do with with that skill and and there might sometimes be compromises you have to do. So, I mean, I can see a lot of application for that kind of skill in, yeah, in book covers, in, um, in, in marketing illustrations, but also like why not venture into, into the concept realm where there's a lot of stuff being produced, like the, the big uh, Lord of the Rings show at Amazon, the, all the spin-offs for Game of Thrones and all this kind of stuff. There is stuff being produced. Um, and, and what you also have, un have to understand, though, if you want to go into that specific niche or if you're already in it and you don't know if you should invest more time in it, is that it's, it's great if you want to do that and, and focus on that one thing. But then you also need to make sure that you are, are absolute, you have absolute standout work. Um, if you want to go in that one direction that you like in the top three or top five people um, that when when people talk about fantasy illustration your name is being dropped right away right that needs to be clear like you can't you can't just like f specialize in that but then you're like nobody really knows about you or you're you're not that great right so that's what you have to i think also consider um yeah, yeah it still boils down to basically making great work and being a, a really good fantasy. I mean, it really only takes one image. Yeah. Like, I mean, seriously. Yeah. It really, I mean, because, you know, and, and I'm not, I don't mean to bring this up again because of Marceau, um, but he, he's, a, you know, like a really good example mm -hmm. of how not a lot of images got him a lot of jobs. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it literally was just a couple images that people go, well, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, then, then people know that it, it takes a lot to be able to produce these images. So if you have like one image or one series of images where you really put all your heart in, that can count for a lot. That can count yeah. for a lot. Yeah, great. Um, there's uh, another kind of question from Imery Watson about 
um, specialization, I think, and in, in um, which industry to go into. So it seems like he has been working in movies for for the longest time. And um, there, he asked for advice on getting work in games and um, if there's any difference. And is there like, uh, is, is it like a style thing? Do you would, would you say there's a stylistic difference between movies and games? And, and um, how would you go about like appealing to, to American game companies? <laughs> I mean, maybe um, the question is not so great for you since you work predominantly in movies, so. Well, I mean, uh, from my experience, I mean, I did a couple games. Mm. I mean, I actually started out in games. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know that there's a whole big difference. I think that if you're cut, like Emery is coming from film, if you know being cinematic never hurts a game mm, definitely that never hurts a game especially but these you days. kind of yeah and you but you yeah especially these days but i think as long as you show an understanding of game and gameplay mm. um you know either in the way you speak to them when you do interview or whatever but it's going to be based on your art and i think the art is not going to be different I, i just don't think that people are going to look at cinematic art and go well we don't want that no but i think it depends on the game right i mean sometimes the game is much more cartoony or it's got a specific look at once and it doesn't need a live action film look then yeah, yeah. obviously you're not going to fit right i think it just depends but if you know if the game is in the look and you know of what you do then i don't think there is much difference to be honest with mm. you i i think working in you know for the studio is going to be different inherently in the way they expect uh work and time and all that kind of stuff but ultimately to get hired i, I don't think that that you have your portfolio is really going to change unless it's a whole different studio right You, you do does that make sense yeah 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 i mean like it like like if you're doing like something for like blizzard mm. it, it, you know a live action reel may or may not get you the job yeah or riot yeah, yeah. right oh, it depends right i mean there's in, in terms of getting a job i think in t like if, if it matters if you're remote or outside or i think it's it's easier to get jobs in games because there's no union for better or worse um that would control anything so um, I think there's way more, there's way more work um, and, and way more chances to get work in in the games industry. And there's more studios. Way more, more studios, it, right? Yeah. And, and I think also sometimes better paid than in, 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 in movies. Um, so, but in terms mm. of the kind of work, I mean, yeah, there's, there's definitely a, a big influx of the kind of cinematic style into the game Into, into games in general and it's and only getting more, right? And then you have like prime examples of something like Last of Us, which really borrow a lot from cinema and, and there's a clear overlap, right? But then there's also, I think, I think stylistically, like in terms of the design in general, I think there's, there are slight differences because yeah, like you said, gameplay dictates certain things and, and the technology in terms of like, okay, like, uh, in play in games like uh, call of duty like they might look cinematic but everything is all about gameplay and how wide an alleyway is how many things are on the floor how high a crate can be and all these things are determined by gameplay and it's all about reaction supporting that that like reaction time of, of people shooting each other and and there need to be certain lighting decisions made certain silhouette uh 
um, um, decisions have to be made and they might not always be realistic they might not always be cinematic but they all come down to gameplay and I mean, if you if you look at stuff like yeah, Blizzard or like uh, stuff like uh, like Fortnite and and uh, Titanfall and all these games, I mean they they have some some realistic um, inclinations, but I mean it's it's also about being able to push it further, right? It doesn't always have to be a costume that fits a person, right? It doesn't always have to have the correct um, proportions and, and and stuff like that. Um, there's, that's where also a lot of difficulty, I think, comes from adapting um, video game designs for a live-action movie. You can be a lot more free. You can explore a lot more. You can go a lot more crazier in video games. You can push it a lot more. You can be a more stylized and, and try something completely different because you really do not have any restrictions whatsoever other than, yeah, what the gameplay is about. Yeah. So I think if, if you ever wanted to try out something crazier... Um, and not and not have to think about like oh okay they can't build a set out of this oh this is going to be too expensive and blah 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 um, that kind of stuff like doesn't really exist it doesn't matter if you make a, a, a it doesn't it doesn't matter if you make a, a I don't know an interior like hundred meters high or ten meters high um, whereas there might or be out of glass or out of glass or whatever right it, I mean there are technical considerations in terms of the the hardware and and certain things but it's it's different kind of considerations right so mm. um and i think there there's nothing really stopping you from doing it it's just about getting used to these different set of um, um limitations and different set of considerations but then yeah i mean you can totally make your way into either into either mm. industry i think um mm. cool so yeah there also were some more of the like uh, i think um, career-oriented um, topics that we wanted to discuss. And then we also have quite a few questions that I would group into like, I don't know, mental, um, um, the artist's struggle and um, like the, the thinking processes behind it. And I, wanna, I wanted to talk a little bit um, maybe more in depth about these. Um, maybe let's start with like a, with like a more... Um, um, easygoing one. So Anand was asking, um, how do you how do you relax after a stressful day of thinking a lot, of designing a lot? What do you do to unwind? Mm, I mean, I, I I mean, I don't really. Uh, I mean, for me, uh, because I'm a night kind of a, a big night person mm -hmm. um, in terms of my work. Uh, a lot of times, what I do is I wake up and I prepare for the day um, more than I unwind at night. Uh, you know, which, you know, I, I mean, I think I need to get better at unwinding, but I mean, I, I'm sleeping well, so I don't really have an issue. But what I do is um, I try to do exercise in the morning mm -hmm. um, so that I can actually really, it makes me feel really good and energized for the day to really be able to face it. Um, and, it, uh, that that's been working for me really 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 well mm -hmm. and now sometimes at night i play games <laughs> that's ah, how i unwind that's good uh, uh, but but i i do you know i because when i'm playing a game uh you know it's like a strategy game but i i, I don't um i don't think about anything else and and i don't think about work i mean i just think about what's my strategy for that game <laughs> so it's actually quite good for me in that way i don't know that it's relaxing but it's it helps me unwind mm, that's good um 
what about you i oh, I'll, i'll do a lot of things i mean um oh i have a lot of opportunity to do things i guess so i mean i i i exercise i um i run at least three four times a week um that that really helps me i used to listen to music to get additional input i'm like hey i'm wasting this hour so i need to get mm -hmm. input from like other podcasts or yeah. listen to something or catch up on this catch up on that but i, I completely stopped doing that it's it's while you run while, while i run it's it's just me and 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 my legs and the and the pavement and nothing else and it's really agonizing in the beginning to just have no input and and just let your thoughts kind of rumble on and and but that that goes away quickly and that's m like one of my key times to to just uh process information and, and process the decisions i made um have new ideas have better ideas and and more often than not i have i'm running and i have to stop running to take a note or take a picture mm -hmm. of something because i'm like oh shit like this is really good i need to i need to remember mm -hmm. that um that happens a lot um i also listen is this daytime or night i I, or? i usually run in like around five or six p.m I, I tried everything. I tried getting up at 5 a.m. in the morning, like, you know, all successful people do to get more out of the day. And, Ooh, I and I, I, I'm, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll lie on the pavement and sleep there. I don't, I, I'm not a morning person. <laughs> um, in Singapore, it's too hot during the day. Otherwise, I probably would run around 3 or 4 p.m. But you have to wait until the sun sets. Otherwise, you, you're going to get a heat stroke. Um, but mm. that's that's kind of like my my peak time for just like physical physical exercise for me um mm. and other things I, I do is just um i don't know play with my kids build some lego um that that gets my oh, that gives me always a different perspective like when i'm when mm. i'm really angry about a client email or angry about a about a design problem i can't solve then um it's 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 great to just un, like see that i don't know your kids are quite carefree and they and they don't have all these problems mm. and mm. they they um approach everything a bit more innocently right um, other stuff I do is like I listen to a lot of music so that helps me and I really only listen to music I don't do anything else um, or like read a good book or something like that um, I mean, there's many many things to to do and um, yeah, yeah I think I, I think the main yeah. takeaway here is make sure you step away yeah and that has nothing to computer. do with like hmm. work like I don't like I don't like uh, look at art books of like concept art or whatever. I'm like, no, 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 I don't, I don't do that at all. So that's quite, quite key to me. Um, cool. Yeah, that was great. No, um, let's see. What else do we have? We have a question here. Um, yeah, let me see what would be best next. Uh, yeah, let's do this one from Rimas Albert. He asked, um, I do great art for work. So I'm, thinking he talks about client work right but then he feels very intimidated when he comes to producing like personal art on his own and he he feels like he can rarely produce anything at all um i don't know do you have were you ever well, in a situation I mean, like that um i don't think that i've i, I mean i understand the question and i think you know, without a lot of context, I can only sort of guess, you know, 
uh, at what he's uh, what he actually you know who he is and what he actually is um, meaning to say. But I mean, for me, I think a lot of intimidation comes from um, a lack of confidence um, in your own voice, right? I mean, because when you do work, you know, cl uh, when you do client work, you're solving their problem. So mm -hmm. it's just the client has to like it. And if you've solved it, then you're okay. But when it comes to personal work, you don't know if, because in a sense, you're your own client, then you're doing stuff for yourself, but you also need the acceptance of, you know, I, I assume the outside world, you, you know, unless you're not aiming to share it, but if you're going to share it, then it comes with a lot of burden of, will they like it? And it's always that, will they like it? That gets you to be like, ah, oh, man, maybe I don't even want to put it out there. Um, maybe I don't even want to, you know, and that intimidates a lot of people because now you're being judged by not by one client, but by millions of people out there who is your sort of audience. And I think it's, I think it takes a certain amount of confidence to say, Hey, you know, this is just what I'm doing. I don't care. Uh, I need, you know, I want to put it out or not, but you know, if you do put it out, then you have to kind of you know, have a thick skin. And I think we talked about this, but I, I think that that's one reason why a lot of people are, are in, you know, because if he, he used the word intimidated, I mean, I think that's a really big reason why a lot of people don't want to post. Um, hmm. They may do the personal work. They don't want to post it. Uh, if he's talking about actually not wanting to do it, it, it still might be that, but just at a more extreme level, I think. Mm -hmm. And I, I think maybe for the people out there, uh, you know, I know it's easy to judge art, you know, because, you know, everybody has an opinion about what they see. But, you know, just remember that, you know, it's somebody else's personal work. Um, and just to be a little bit more kind, <laughs> make sure that you're kind with your remarks. Um, because I think we can all do a little better in that front, you know, just to say, hey, be more encouraging. Um, or, or if you don't have anything good to say, to not say it, you know, just to, to leave it be. Hmm. Uh, because I think out there, a lot of people like to criticize and judge. And I think, um, you know, it's just a lot of people, you know, like Remus is quite intimidated. And I think I think that this may have a lot to do with it. What do you think? Uh, that's an interesting point. I actually didn't even think about that. Um, I was more thinking, hmm, I was more actually thinking in terms of, like thinking that there are different kinds of people out there. And I mean, we always, I mean, we, we think that, that personal work is quite important in terms of your like um, growth as an artist and, and whatnot. But I think the fact is that there are some people out there who don't like doing personal art and they're completely okay with just doing client work and they they love that and they don't don't they don't necessarily need to do personal work and i think i think there's nothing wrong with that nothing at all right um so i'm i would more ask like where does that where does that feeling of like oh i need to do personal art come from is it is it is it like does it come from a point of view of like oh everybody else is doing it and i need to do it as well or does it come from like, I mean, something I would understand, like the necessity of having marketing material for yourself if everything you've worked on is still under NDA and doesn't come out for another two to three years. 
like where's that coming from like where, so where's the need for that personal work coming from do you mm -hmm. do you really want to do it if if not and you do great work for clients then what's the then why beat yourself up over having to produce personal work like you don't yeah have i mean to. yeah that's a, a good point because um i talked to some you know sort of really high profile artists uh and and uh, this person doesn't do any personal work mm. And and he told me, hey, you know, I just I don't, you know, I don't I love working for clients, and I love working on the problem, you know, yeah. which is film. And when I'm done, I'm tired. I don't want to really do any more personal work. I think that's fine. Um, I think as long as you, you know, you're not like saying, hey, I really want to do personal work, but I'm intimidated. Uh, mm. You know, I, I think as long as that's not the case. I mean, if you like, hey, I don't really. Like, there's nothing wrong with not doing personal work. I, I think absolutely nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I, I actually think that, you know, if you really like doing client work and that's it, mm. you, you know, afterwards you need a break, totally fair. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. So, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, another one here from Raymond Tan. He's asking you, like, he's asking us, how, how do we personally define success or how how would we determine if we are a successful artist are you successful well yeah. i think it's a, it, that's a purely you know personal <laughs> yeah you know exactly. it depends what success means so to you, what, you know? what what does it mean for you uh i think success is if you're happy doing it if you you know for me it's 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 I mean, it's doing something that brings you joy, right? Uh, and if it if it st stops doing that, and and there has been jobs that that has happened, mm. then then that at that moment that's not a success to me, uh, and I'll move on. You know, I mean, success. I mean, I I don't equate that to money mm. or or exposure or the kind of films you work on. I really just I just for me, success is like happy. Are you in genuinely enjoying yourself and being happy doing what you're doing and if you are then then that's success to me how about you yeah i mean from i'm too german uh, no i mean it would be great <laughs> money it, it would be great <laughs> if if money wouldn't play a role but i think what's important for me or where where i would see success what would i i would feel like myself to be successful is that if if i would be able to strike a balance um of okay i can I can provide for for the family i can i can have a good life but at the same time i also have um the ability to uh, sometimes step away and and just do my own thing for a while and and that balance has i think more to do with it it's yes it's an economic uh, consideration but i think it's also something that you need to you need to learn in terms of like your thinking your attitude um that you, you feel like hey okay i've i've reached my goal for the year um and and uh, now i really need to force myself to do something for myself and, and and recognizing that so i don't know there's a there's a certain level of maturity i think that 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 i that i would need that some somebody would need to to say like okay enough money uh let's do something interesting and and um, that for me is like that then I would consider myself successful if I can make these mm -hmm. these, um, these decisions these yeah. decisions in in a 
in a more controlled manner and not like the way I do it now, which is a complete mess of like, oh shit, like I need money or like, oh bloody hell, like I, where, where's the entire year gone? I have, I still haven't done anything with my personal stuff. And it's just like, I, I think, I think for me, success is really if, 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 if I'm more of a, if I'm more proactive in, in, in these kind of decisions mm. rather than completely reactive to like uh, oh an email comes in like oh you want to work on this and i'm like sure and you throw everything out the window um oh yeah 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 so <laughs> we've all been there <laughs> always been there so so that that i think would be success for me and right and everything else i think would kind of come out of that um because i i mean i know that i'm i'm gonna be less stressed i'm gonna be more happy and all these kind of things if i if I know that I'm not going to run out of money tomorrow and when I can really fully concentrate on, on something creative I want to do. And, and, mm. and I think that that's what's needed for me. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, two interesting, two interesting questions. One from Nicholas about, um, he talks about the sunken cost fallacy. So, um, Basically, that means um, if if like what kind of impact has um, the past on the future on future decisions? So he's talking specifically about um, he has invested a lot of time into a piece of artwork, but he's really not sure if this is actually good, and so he's he's asking like. Um, while doing a personal project or learning something new or software or design or whatever, like, um, like to what point do you bring something before you, or like how much time do you invest in, and and are you, are you afraid at some point that if you invested like two weeks into it that to throw it away, would you still do mm. that? Even though for the sunken cost fallacy, like it, as a reminder, you should only consider what makes sense going forward and you should forget about the past so basically um what he's saying is that and what i'm saying in a roundabout way is that i mean you spend two weeks and that's my opinion like you spend a month on it and it looks shit and and you're afraid to throw it away because then you feel like hey i've invested so much into it um mm -hmm. like it's it's like like I'm, I'm a failure if i if i don't if i'm not able to make this better or save it at some point but i mean my my so i go first right but I'm, my opinion <laughs> okay. is like because I'm, I'm i'm rambling on here um it doesn't matter how much time you invested if you if you invested two months into it and and it looks like shit then it's just just about time to to throw it away and i i do that all the time and um and it doesn't matter because there's probably one aspect or some aspects of it that you you learned that you learned something from right it, and it doesn't always have to be like you have to kind of um, disconnect yourself from the end product i think you have to focus more on on the process itself on the design process and what you learned so w one thing i i actively do and 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 that kind of came out of necessity is with with my tutorials that um 
I, I usually do a lot of research about what I want to do and then I kind of go through it. And in most cases, the, the first version of what I built for that tutorial looks like complete crap. Um, but I know that what I've learned from this exploration process is that I kind of figured out what can I show, what works, what doesn't work, what, what makes sense in this, in this workflow, what makes sense in this design process. And then I can make better decisions about what to include in the tutorial. And in, in some cases, it even completely changes what the, what the tutorial is about. Like I had some idea before of like, oh, I want to do, I want to do X, but then I come across something that is like, oh, hey, Y is a lot more interesting. Um, so I do that. And, and I think it's, it's um, being open to these kind of um, developments and open to these kind of happy accidents and that kind of thing that, that, that where you come up with really cool stuff. And then in the same way that I, I built something for the tutorial and then for the recording, I actually build it again. But I realized that the second time around I'm doing it, I'm, I'm a lot more conscious of the design decisions I make and I'm a lot more clear in the process because I've already gone through it so that the result the second time around is a lot better than the first time around I did it. So, I mean, sunken cost fallacy, yeah, definitely kicks in all the time and you should really listen to it. If, if the thing you worked on for a month isn't worth it, then, then just abandon, make a new one. It probably will take you only a week the next time with that workflow to make something that's a lot better because you've already went through all the shit um, and you, you're able to throw it out. So that, that's, my, that's my take on that. No, that, that's, that's interesting because I think for me, I don't know that there's really a sunken cost fallacy in my dictionary when it comes to art mm -hmm. because I feel like anytime you put any effort into anything, it's kind of like what you're saying is you're going to gain something from it. Mm. Uh, it's just a matter of whether you think the outcome is worth it, right? Because, you, know, you know, it's only a sunken cost fallacy if the outcome you, you think, oh, well, okay, I wasted my time, you know. But, you, but the truth is you never do. Um, as long as you're doing it with intent uh, and you're really learning something. And, we, you know, there's, I don't think there's a painting I do that I don't learn something from. Mm. Uh, you just have to be aware, like, okay, today I'm going to try to make this better. But um, I, I, get, I get that, uh, but I have folders of images that I've spent days, weeks, months on that are going to stay there because I, I learned a lot from it, but the outcome is uh, not what I think it should be. And I wasn't able to solve the problem. Mm. I mean, it doesn't look right. I, I mean, I, I, I can literally, right now, I already have an image in mind like that I did. I'm like, I couldn't get it right. But it's, you know, also kind of sometimes uh, learning from that whole process. And then the next image after that um, got a lot from, you know, the failures or mm. whatever, you know, you've learned from that image. So for me, I think there's no such thing as sunken costs and, and then it's... Um, you know, it's, it's like almost like a negative, like, oh, I put so much into this and, you know, didn't, you know, it didn't work out. But I, I think everything works out as long as you go into it with intent. 
mm. um, and really try to learn each stage, right? I mean, if you know, you, there's no way you can learn a piece of software and it's sunken cost. I mean, it'll come back f to help you. Mm. Uh, it, it, maybe not immediately, but it will come back. So that, that's what I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess the question comes from like everybody's uploading stuff all the time and it seems like everybody's uploading everything they have um, in their folders and there always is like that urge to like, oh, I spent so much on it and I haven't uploaded anything in the, in the past two weeks and I better put the finishing touches on this and upload it and then just call it and then just have something to upload, right? But I think that's, that's really not the right way to yeah, go I, about I this. Think, I think no one has a timer on when you're uploading something. Mm. Uh, no one's eagerly biting their nail, waiting on the computer for you to upload your work. Mm. Take your time. Mm. I mean, wh wh what's, what's it going to hurt? Nobody knows when you're going to upload. The worst thing would be you rushing to upload, and I've done this, mm. upload, and I'm like, delete, because I just saw something I... I was like, oh, no, you know, like, mm. oh, God, that's horrible. I had to repaint that part. You know, I just saw it, mm. you know, and because I was rushing and because I thought, well, you know, I, I got to put it up there and, you know, you know, who's dying to see this right now? Yeah. Who's, you know, who can't live seeing? No, nobody. I think get it right. Feel good about it. Then put it up there. Mm, exactly. I mean, I think it comes just from the fact that Anytime you open Instagram, anytime you open Twitter, there's this barrage of, of, of images that kind of gives you the yeah. illusion that everybody posts all the time, but which is absolutely not the case. And then, you, I don't know, you, you check your favorite artist that, that produces consistently killer work. And then you just go to his feed and his page and you realize that he only po posted about two new images in the last quarter. And you're like, oh, but I thought he did more. And I'm like, and, and then you realize, oh, no, it's, it's not at all the case, right? They, they, yeah. Good work takes time, right? For anybody, for any, nobody can, nobody yeah, can I mean, consistently yeah. push out new images three times a week and do client work and have time off. That is just impossible, right? So, yep. Anyway. Uh, here we have an interesting one from Kate Cruz and she's asking um, if you can talk about bouncing back from jadedness that she thinks <laughs> we all experience at some point in the industry. Rekindling, just doing art with the same fire we had as all teenagers or whenever we started out. That is, that is tricky. Yeah. That is tricky. The older you well, get, the worse it gets. Yeah with the jaded yes <laughs> yes and no yeah, yeah no yes yeah, and no yeah. i mean because i think it depends on personality i mean personally um i, I don't consider myself jaded uh, just by the mere fact of I, I i there are things that i think are wrong um sort of with the industry or, or that aren't things that i like but i'm still very excited to work on things um i still look forward to to making good art for my clients um, and I still love the the properties that I'm working on um, but I I, I had there are have been times when I feel more jaded than others and I think those are the times when I really have to um, take a step back um, and I think take a break 
and work on your own stuff to re- you know, any time you want to rekindle your own fire is you got to go where the fire began uh if it began with photography or if it began with some form of painting uh for yourself that's what you go back to uh, even if it's blocking a weekend out just to do your own painting uh, for nobody but yourself, um, I think that's the way to come, kind of come back and really uh, figure out what you liked in the first place. Uh, and, and it will help you recenter, uh, especially you know, before those times of getting working on the project. You know, if you actually take a breath and don't accept a job yet, and sort of take a step back, you'll see that is this a job you actually want? Um, you know, because I think a lot of times we're, you know, we're, we are jaded, you know, mm. and then we're like, ah, oh, is this another one of those? But you gotta take a step back and, and see whether it is or it is not. Um, but I mean, I'm assuming this person is just talking about like, you're, you're jaded now, you're, you're basically like, hating on the industry which a lot of people we talk to are uh myself included sometimes but i think for me if i ever get to that point i have to step back i mean that's the biggest thing and and then re-engage with something that i really like doing and then it kind of comes back but i think Mm -hmm. stepping back and taking a break is always the best thing for me yeah definitely because yeah what about you Uh, you're you're more jaded than me yeah probably (laughs) or cynical or whatever you want to call it it's um i think it's tricky it's and i i mean i'm trying to think about where it comes from and what i can do about it and it's it's not easy right i mean i think there's there's something there's just something that happens when you have as a teenager this very or when you start out or when you're just dreaming about doing it you have all these ideas about what it must be like and 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 you you do enjoy the end product so much right it's like oh i love movies i love video games like there there cannot be an, a better job than actually help producing these um these these things that have changed my life that have inspired me that seem to be touching people all around the world and and to a certain degree that's true i think it is it is it is a great a great job to have um, and it's great to be able to use your creativity that to to help make these products that mean so much to a lot of people um, but i think there's also an inherent danger that once you make that step from turning your hobby into a job and and suddenly kind of step behind the curtain um and see how this stuff gets made i think a certain aspect of that magic disappears um like when you see what a mess sometimes making a video game or making a movie is and what it takes and that there is really no magic that happens behind the scenes, that it's all hard work and and awful meetings and people yelling at each other and people taking credit and this and that. I think, um, and and also like people coming together to make something bigger than what they could have achieved by themselves. So on the positive side, but I think there's something that just gets lost and then like, like I said before, the best time is when you get an email about somebody asking you to help out on a project. That's the best time of any project. And then when you're actually on the project, you, you, you're getting asked to do certain aspects that you really don't like. 
um, like, oh, can you can you make me 50 variations of X, Y, and Z? And you're like, oh my goodness. And then nothing you you did on that project ever sees the light of day or you worked on your favorite franchise and the end product is just really badly received and really badly done or whatever. So this stuff will inevitably happen when you work on, when you, when you strive for a career in this industry, it will just will happen, um, guaranteed. And, and it's really hard, I think, to, to maintain that, that, that spirit, that energy. And I think for me, I mean, of course it happened. Of course it happened. Um, and, and any kind of scenario, I think that, that, that you could possibly imagine on the negative side happened uh, to me of like terrible people, terrible projects, projects that didn't go anywhere, um, um, franchises that were dear to my heart that just are like, like absolute gar turn, turn into absolute garbage. Um, and then you, you, and then on top of that, of course, there's your own development, your own taste development of like, oh, I used to like this, but now I'm 20 years older and, and I just like different things. And these products that I help make are not made predominantly for my age group and my demographic. So um, there, there's inevitably a disconnect happening for not for everyone, but for a lot of people. Um, the way I see it and the, what I need to do is like, yeah, first of all, remind myself of these, these facts, I think that like, okay, this is for 12 year old, uh, teenage boys in puberty and they, 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 they go off on that. And, and, um, I just enjoy something different now. Um, and, and I think stepping away from it and just taking a breather and like, okay, this is, this is, this is okay. Right. Um, this is what happens inevitably everywhere. Um, but for me, I think it's, it's, I mean, it's difficult, right? It's really difficult. And I, I, I haven't found the surefire way of getting out of it, to be honest. And, and it's, it's, I think also a realization that, okay, you, you know how to make money with this thing, but if it gets to a degree where you just can't stand doing it anymore, then what options do you have? Um, it's 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 one thing to change your career at age 30 it's another thing to change it at age 40 or age 50 like how do you how do you learn to live with with that right and uh, i mean I, I guess for me it comes down to finding hobbies finding ways how i can like breathe fresh air into into what i do and not be afraid to to just try out things that that could lead me in a different direction mm. um and and there's always something where you can push it in in ways that you didn't think were possible and that that could actually open new doors to you that um if you if you jump into the water if you if you're unafraid to to just try something once in a while uh, that that it could open new doors right um and, and it takes a lot you know, of guts. Yeah, I think. Um, I don't know if that's enough. If if the, if I'm approaching that with enough fire, like when I was a teenager, um, but I just have a lot less energy, I think, these days than when I was 18. So, <laughs> you know, I, I but you know the truth truth of it is though I think it's for some people 
I think the jadedness or whatever you want to call it is what's fueling that person, which mm. I think for you, it's doing that. And it's, it's, it's a mechanism where it's saying, you don't really want to do that. You don't really like to do that. But here's something you're, you know, your jadedness also gives you opinions mm. about certain things. I mean, you're definitely a, 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 um, a quite a movie critic and, and you have <laughs> your opinion, but, but Hey, look, but the thing is that all this has probably brought, it may have brought you somewhere in the end, you know, three years from now, five years from now, looking back after you've directed your f first film, you kind of go, well, that's where it turned. And, you know, it wouldn't be a shame if you just kept doing something you didn't enjoy doing. Um, and so I actually think for you, it's not that it's an, it's not a negative thing. Um, I think you, yeah, that's a good but point, ultimately yeah. in the end, uh, taking a break will help. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, listening, listening to your jadedness—that's a good. I think that's a good answer to to this question. I think, or oh, very thought-provoking. I, I mean, it can it really can take you? I mean, why are you jaded about something? It mm. says something about you. Uh, yeah. And as long as you can dig into it, and figure out what it is, and how to make mm. you know it into a positive thing, yeah. then I think use it yeah, you know and see where it goes i mean that, i mean a, a lot of that uh, the jadedness is self-inflicted right so and and it comes from your self-image and i think maybe maybe some part of that is also about how you perceive others how how you how you think that other others perceive you and and your job and and maybe i don't know in 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 Kate's circles that that people think she has the best job in the world um but that doesn't really count the only thing that really counts is what you want to do and and how you see that and and it might look fantastic for others but if you're not happy doing it then there's no there's no point doing it right so so I think that's, that's a very 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 deep question uh, I think it's just ultimately where it comes from mm. And starting from there, you know, it, it could just be that you're tired and you've mm. worked on all the films and or games and 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 you've had some good, some bad, but and you know you're tired and burnt out. And, and you maybe you don't break. really have any goals anymore, right? Um, yeah. That for for other people, like yeah, maybe maybe it's more than a break. Maybe you need a career change. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Or just a just a different new goal, right? That you can work yeah. towards. So, yeah. Um, that can work. Um, great. I think those were some really great questions. I mean, we still have more. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything we could ask, uh, answer here. Yeah. How, how, how to get rich fast? Arthur was asking. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have no idea. There was an interesting quote, though. Um, if we knew, we probably we wouldn't, wouldn't be, uh, be doing yeah, this like podcast. Gold chains <laughs> and like we'd be all in like Hawaii you know laying out in the sun and just like not doing anything yeah, but, but I, I don't I think there's something interesting there though so uh, I just watched something and, and there was an interesting quote that somebody uh, told a famous script writer it's like and, and they asked him like so how do I how do I write and get rich right by doing so and I guess there could also be like just a, a fair question how do I make art and get rich and, and his answer was, and he quoted, I, th I think, something from, from that stoic writer Epictetus, and, and he was mentioning that um, 
like you didn't enter that race. You didn't enter the race to get rich. You entered the race to become a better writer, a better artist. The race to get rich is an entirely different one and you didn't enter that one. If that's what you want to do, then you have to take an entirely different path. If you want to become a great artist, then again, that's something disconnected and that is something you should you should you should pursue right and um i i just wanted to 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 say that I, I thought that very profound no i mean that's definitely something but i mean also i mean i would say what does rich really mean mm, of course you know right? to to you you know having a day rate of 500 is 500 more than a person who's homeless what exactly, is rich yeah, exactly you know so you know I mean, I, I, we all know it was just yeah, yeah, no, to but be a funny I think question, still something but, but I, I think, you know, I think it's, it's definitely being also grateful for what you're doing and the fact that you can earn a living uh, doing it is, is already great. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I think when you create art, it's how can, I mean, I would want to know more about how to make better art or how to make more personal art or how to have more of a voice versus how do I make more money? Mm, mm, definitely. Because, <laughs> you know, I was thinking, you know, if I want to make more money, uh, just go day trade, go, you know, go do stuff that really, you know. Yeah, it's about making money, right? It's like. Uh, it's about making money. I yeah, that, like drawing, you said, that race. Drawing for, <laughs> drawing for a living is a very inefficient way to, not the worst, but a yeah. very inefficient <laughs> yeah. way to make, to do that. But anyway, I think that was, that was a, a good way to end this episode with a lighthearted question. Um, Again, thank you so much for sending in your questions. And I think before long, we'll, we'll do another Q&A episode. I think these are, these are quite fun. Uh, it was great to hear well, let, you. Let's see, yeah. uh, let, let's see how all this does. Uh, you know, like if, it, if people really, really like it, we could always do a, a yeah, part two. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Great. So, um, well, it's, it's, I think, been almost a year since we started and it's, it's been quite a ride and we're very much looking forward to the next year. And, um, well, thanks again for listening. And um, if you like this episode, please like, comment and subscribe and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.